Hello and welcome to Cousin Chat. I'm your host, Donna Pizant, and if you're already a follower, welcome back. If this is your first time with Cousin Chat, welcome to the family. Here, we talk about what matters. And so today, we're chatting about how much information is too much information to share with our young people regarding today's climate. Joining me for this chat is Celia Taylor. Celia, say hello. hello to the people. Hi, how is everyone? Thank you for having me again. You are so welcome. Now, if you guys don't remember, Celia has uh, been here with me before. She joined me for a chat that we had um, when we were talking about remote learning before in season one. She also joined me for a chat that we had in season two when we did the uh, episode, it was an entrepreneur spotlight. And I wanted her to join me for this chat because she has young children and I just figured she would be perfect. There's been so much going on in the world today. You know, we've had, uh, and we still have a pandemic that we're dealing with. We've had so many people that have been dying. We've had um, the, the, the political climate is crazy. We've had so many racial injustices that have been, been happening. And just as adults are witnessing everything, so are children. Everything is on the news. Everything is in social media. And so I started thinking about what are our children seeing? What are the young people seeing? And I know as a teacher, I can control what I allow my students to see. But as a parent, how difficult it must be for parents to control or sometimes um, what they must, uh, how they must balance or what they, uh, how they, how difficult it must be to decide what they allow their children to, you know, see or not see, like how much is too much. So Celia, you have young children. So when you consider all of the racial injustices and especially those against our um, young black men and women, how do you balance what is too much for them to handle versus the raw truth? What I do is I get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Okay. Because there's gonna be things that even though I may not want them to see, you know, like the death of George Floyd um, or how it happened, the reality is, is it's played on every app, you know, um, they could be on TikTok and something will come up that'll have that video being played. So whenever questions do arise, I don't try to ever shy away from the answers. I try to give the the answer that is a biased answer that is, is information filled and, um, you know, just not hiding from the truth anymore because they're gonna find out. I would just prefer that they find out all of the information through me instead of bits and pieces through children their age, which could be just misinformation um, because that's then where I'm responsible if I ignore the question or say, we don't talk about that. That's detrimental because it's gonna cut off the communication 
uh, between parents and children. They're going to always go somewhere else to find the answers. So that's that's my thing is to just be okay with being uncomfortable. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable with the questions that are asked. And uh, we talk about it as a family. You know, we, we discuss it and how do they feel. So now the questions that are asked are just, Mom, what about da-da-da, you know, and I'm like, I'm here for it. You can ask me any question, you know. Now, just for the sake of our listeners, how old is your oldest and how young is your youngest? My youngest is eight. She's a girl. My oldest is 13. He's a boy. And it's interesting because having an African-American male um, son who's a teenager, he is exposed to more. But he's not because we do stay in a predominantly African-American community. His concern isn't like any racial injustice. It's more of the socioeconomic status that he's in it along with other children are in, that that's how they're judged, you know. And that is where they have their measure of, you know, how they're loved so to speak you know and then that's what they kind of go off of so we're we're blessed that that's not an issue that they deal with personally these are just issues that they um we discuss because it's social you know right well you know children sometimes take their cues from adults so have you ever have they ever seen you cry or upset over some of the things that we've all witnessed over the past year? And if so, how did you explain your sadness or frustration? You know, because we've all, you know, when we've seen verdicts come after court cases and, you know, our reactions to um, various um, riots and just, you know, just different just the anger that we feel as adults and how we react. I know that, you know, children watch us, young people watch how we react. Have have they seen you react and how, have they asked questions about that? And how do you explain that? Uh, definitely, like I would say, for example, when uh, Trump was um, impeached, they, you know, they saw mommy and daddy like, yay. And then they're like, okay, so what's going on? And it's like, no, because you don't want to be in a country where you're in a position of power and you can get away with murder. You know, you you want to be in a country where everyone is held accountable for their actions and no one is above the law. So these are the things that they are like, um, say when Biden won, you know, and Kamala Harris was the first African-American vice president. That felt good. It, it felt good because... You know, I want my children to see themselves somewhere in high positions. And that's just the reality. You know, they're not going to see past what they only see. If there's a bunch of older white males filling every cabinet position, they're not going to be able to visualize themselves there. So it wasn't just like, she's a black woman, I'm happy. It was, I'm happy because my children get to see this. And, And know that there are no boundaries that they can put on themselves you know I was blessed that Kamar my older son uh he was born the year Obama was in office so his entire first eight years of living all he knows is a black president so that is is beautiful you know because 
all I knew when I was growing up as president was you had to be an old white man. I didn't even think about really becoming a president. I just thought about, let's just go on to secretary or something cute. So the imagery is powerful and I appreciate it. when they see that we're emotional about it, they see that we can now say, see, now you can do it. You know, see, there's no, there's no excuses, you know. And that's so interesting to think about, to think about it from that perspective. Like that's all he has seen. That's it. Like, that's you see <laughs> something that we probably couldn't even imagine, and that's all he has seen. And and imagine after Obama, the next president is Trump. So all he's seen is is okay. I know what dignified black is. What is this? You know. So it's a, it's a it's a cockiness. Well, not a cockiness, but it's an arrogance. I believe our African American males deserve to have at this generation at this point because now the you see the you know um when there is a racist that like the gentleman in the news with the racist rant and then everybody shows up to his house it's like it's a turn going on now where it's like we're not afraid you know wait a minute we can all stand up with this person and know we're all the you know the there's power in numbers you know and it's beautiful now that we know which how to come together you know so i i love it and i love that everyone is kind of seen and and again you'll see it a lot of these riots is young people we're not even out there right i know <laughs> it's like this generation of no fear they're exactly they're they're not scared anymore they're not feeling like you know there's a, somebody who's untouchable if, if they're in trouble they feel like I can call Obama you know <laughs> it'll be all right you know um I'll write Oprah and Michelle it'll be okay you know so it's it's a beautiful turn because it's is ostracized it's, it's beginning and what's beginning to happen is hate is be- getting to just be ostracized. You're ostracizing yourself when you when you're hate, when you are racist or you're nasty. It's like then everyone's like zeroed in on you. And I love it. You know, I love it. Like a conversation my son and I had a few weeks ago and we were just in the car talking and this was about a trans um so they were talking in school about trans gender. And then my son's just talking and, and it was just like, yeah, but I mean, you know, they were talking about trans, but I mean, that's not my business. I mean, you do whatever you want to do. But the point was, you know, and he just moved along. It wasn't like, oh my God, but, you know, he just moved along. Like, anyway, that wasn't the point, but I was just saying it because that has a lot to do with the storyline. But, and I, and I felt proud that my children aren't caught up in the ignorant judgment of people so young because I tell them look whatever you do it's between you and God make sure you are a loving person and you surround yourself around loving people from there you know from there you'll be okay you don't have to worry about if if this person doesn't worship God if this person is a trans if, if this person is a racist you're, I mean, that's not your concern. Is is how do they treat me? How do they treat others? How are they loving? And I like that scope that the young generation is kind of having now. It's it's taking off of the physical, and now we're looking inward. Now, 
you know, and I, I like that, you know. Yeah, and they have a lot of good role models. It's like they're starting off with the good role models. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it, it really is a positive thing. You know, I thank you so much for joining me today. But, you know, I was really thinking about, you know, what what are the conversations like with parents and children today? Because there's so much more at young people's disposal. Yeah. You know, like you don't even have to have a conversation and they could just look on the internet and see whatever is out there. You know, yeah. I was just wondering what the conversations were like, you know, between parents and their children. So I thank you for joining me today to kind of shed a little bit of light on what the conversations might be like. Um, I was going to say in a nutshell, they're all uncomfortable. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're holding your breath before they're asking the question, like, go ahead. <laughs> Oh my. Well, listen, for those of you who are still hanging with us, thank you so much for still being with us. Um, uh, if you would like to follow Cousin Chat, please do so on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can listen to our episodes on all your favorite podcast streaming platforms, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and you can even go to uh, our website, CousinChat.com, that's C-U-Z-N, C-H-A-T dot com. I always, you know, I like to leave people with something to think about. So my takeaway for today is just that, you know, although we may want to keep some of the more disturbing truths from our young people, it's important for them to know what's happening in the world so that they don't get blindsided by some of the realities that are out there like some of the things that are happening we we can't keep them from it you know we got to let them know what's happening out there um salia do you have anything to add to the takeaway absolutely do not be responsible for the arrested development of your child you are 100 responsible for that and it's okay to tell them 100 of the truth and if you don't know it Google it together, look it up together, um, research everything together, but make sure when you're having conversations with children that they are as much fact-filled conversations as possible so that your child can walk away with all of the information that they've collected and come up with an intelligent conclusion themselves. I would definitely say that's my takeaway. Well, that sounds good to me. Well, I'm Donna. And I'm Celia Taylor. And so until we come back to our next cousin chat, think about that. Be blessed, everybody. Bye. Bye.